White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so this is the... Um this is how we do it here. We usually, I usually just, you know, conversation-wise. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong, and with me is not only a very funny comedian, she is also the co-producer of the All You Can Eat comedy show, which I'm producing. She is producing J- Jeremy, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Drazer is producing at the Laugh Factory on September 19th. Um, tickets are available right now. Put in the promo code Eater E A T E R on LaughFactory.com. And uh, with me today is Jess Martinez. Jess, say hi to the listeners of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Hello to all the fats out there. The fats, <laughs> yes, we are. By the way, we are definitely fellow fats. Fellow fats, yeah. We we're not picking on anybody. No, we're picking on ourselves and you guys. We're okay, just, we're honest. We're honest. Uh, we had a lot of honesty when it comes to being <laughs> fat yesterday. What, Jess, can you tell the audience what we did yesterday? I think so. Yeah, we, go ahead. <laughs> we went to, uh, uh, so me and a bunch of Jewish guys and one Jewish woman went to Manny's Deli in Chicago. So like South Loop, Chicago. It was really good. Um, I got a, a, what do you call it? A pastrami sandwich. Got half because I also got a giant plate of macaroni and cheese. Um, and what else did I get? I got matzo ball soup because he said I had to get a side with a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and then he threw in a latka. A latka, which yeah. is uh, for for you, Goy. Uh, it's the uh, potato pancake, well known by Jews. And what would you? How would you feel like your first experience with Jewish food was? Um, I well, I mean, I was with a pretty good group of people, so it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. And then you guys were all making jokes about Jewish people, so yeah. I kind of got to learn about Jewish culture through you guys. Very interesting culture that we have. <laughs> would you say that was the greasiest meal you had all week? Greasiest meal. Well, yes okay. this is okay by the way guys i just want to say this the fact that she took a beat to think about <laughs> it because that was an incredibly greasy meal um means that she is one of the perfect people i could have ha- hoped to have as a co-producer on this show all right so uh yeah because so, that's how i titled the episode wherever the greasiest meal you had all week that's uh, the title of the episode gotcha okay so i will say I thought that was going to be my big meal of the day yesterday. <laughs> okay. And, and it was a huge meal. And it was it was big. It was big. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was filling. It was a lot of red meat. A lot of red meat. And then I right now I'm going to move my parents. Thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. As, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as I get home, yeah. my mom's like, do you want to go pick up the pizza in like 10 minutes? The pizza. So they've ordered a pizza before I got there. Yes. They knew I was on my way home. And I was like, Ugh, okay. So we got Rosati's pizza, which it was extra cheesy yesterday. Really? Like the did they specifically felt... order extra cheese or no, did it just happen to be No, that? my dad's not a fan of a lot of cheese, which is weird because I love cheese. Um, so yep. it was like half pepperoni, half sausage. They also got mozzarella sticks and breaded mushrooms. And it's rude if you don't eat <laughs> at a Mexican <laughs> home. Um, so I ate, I still had some pizza and mozzarella sticks and mushroom. I ate everything. 
Um, so Rosati's pizza with on, mozzarella <laughs> sticks and fried mushrooms. Yeah, on top of that meal that we had earlier at Manny's Deli, which was awesome. Shout out to Manny's Deli. Shout out to Manny's Deli. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I, that, by the way, I I didn't I and I struggled not to go harder because I was starving by this time. But like, I also ate later that night too. Oh, so. what you eat? Uh, so there's a one. Of, there's a taco burrito house that's maybe three blocks south of the Laugh Factory. Okay. On uh, right there, and believe it or not, they have one of the best cheeseburgers I've ever had. <laughs> Especially for like the price, like cheeseburger and fries, it's like it's like six six seven dollars. So I was like, all right, let me do that. And yeah. I was just like, that was my you know two o'clock or one o'clock in the morning because I did the mic at annoyance. Gotcha. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, burgers made like made by Mexican people just hit different. They do. Yeah. They do. I don't know if it's like the kind of mayo they use or whatever it is, but yeah, it's just different. It's a yeah. little bit slightly heavier, I think. I, 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 I Definitely, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a thin patty, but it's like, it was just, it was good though. You felt it. Like, yeah. you know, it was, um, I could have gone for another, but that was only just because I'm an animal and less because <laughs> I was actually hungry. Um, so that's, uh, your episode is going to be called Rosati's Pizza with mozzarella sticks and fried mushrooms. <laughs> With Jess Martinez. Nice. So we are producing that show, All You Can Eat, at the Laugh Factory on the 19th at 7 o'clock. You are also producing another show at the Laugh Factory. Would you like to tell people about that show as well? I'm so excited. So Last Look As Comedy is doing a show at Laugh Factory on Thursday, October 7th. Um, Last Look has been around for like four years. Uh, And so we're going to... Who's involved with Las Ocas? Ah, it was founded by Janice B. Rodriguez and Soli Santos. Um, and then I took over Soli's role about a year-ish in. Um, and it's been amazing. We have a really good follower of, we call them Locas for Life. Love it. <laughs> I love it. And they're hella loyal. They're amazing. Uh, we're able Because of them, we're able to pack out every show that we ever put on. So I'm really excited to bring it to Laugh Factory. See, and that's the thing, like, and uh, I, I forgot, that I, I, you guys were running it out of a bar performance, correct? Yeah, so when I hopped on, we were doing different venues. We wanted to hit up different spots of the city, uh, in the city, and then we ended up at District for a while, and we stayed there for a while, and that was nice. They're really cool. Um, and then, you know, Janice got to talking with Curtis over at Laugh Factory, so now we're going to ch- we're gonna try that out and see how that goes. See, that's awesome. See, and that just shows you like growth in terms of a brand and in terms of a show, you know, being able to take it from a place like District, which, by the way, is a phenomenal venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and bring it over to a club like Laugh Factory. Um, and that's, you know, but that also is great for me because, you know, you're a producer on. I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm weird about this. We could discuss this now because, and I'll discuss it with Jeremy too. So yeah. here's the thing, you know, just, just because I'm trying to understand what level of butting of heads. You know, could potentially happen. The one good thing is like, you know, we're all cool with each other, but like we're not. I think it's a bad move to, you know, do to produce shows or do anything like that with people that you hang out with all the time. I agree for sure. Um, You know, which I think that also helps our dynamic a lot. You know, we Mm -hmm. you know, now we have a full time day of hanging out. Yeah. Um, So in terms of like. So here's I don't even know how to approach this. Um. Okay, so all you can eat is I'm not gonna do that. You know what we're gonna do? do? I'm gonna switch. I, okay, so like 
Here's the thing. You can okay? edit out later. That's true. I can edit out. You know, we have these computer things <laughs> that make this editing process easy. They do more than adding. Well, these I mean, because like you know, I mean, I I hate being like in a supervisor role or you know whatever <laughs> you know or being like the 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 big dog, but like. When it comes to the all you can eat show, the buck kind of does stop with me at some point, you know, uh, you know, we're all producers on it, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the that's the thing. I mean, it's the way it's branded, the way I pitched it, mm-hmm. the idea behind it, everything, you know, the logo, all that stuff, yeah. which, by the way, great job on the flyer. Oh, thank you. You know, this is all stuff that came from me. Um you know, I know if anything goes wrong with the show, I feel it's like you're trying lap. to like put your. Fo- I feel like I'm in a meeting with my boss, and you're trying. Well, to put that's your what foot I'm down, not trying. Like, well, that's what I'm trying to be clear. I'm not trying to be clear. I'm being all the expectations. vague. I know there's no <laughs> expectations. It's just it's. I think I just I just want there to be as little confu- as little confusion about about the roles as possible because there has to be roles when it comes okay. to things like this. You yeah, know? No, let's be and, clear. And, I'm the head producer she's the head and producer sole founder my assistant i'm i am one of several assistants on the show and jeremy's my co-producer <laughs> jeremy's the co-producer that's the way it actually breaks down well no just because like uh you know in terms of like pack, like i've noticed that there can be conflict with this in other shows and mm-hmm. it's like i uh, you know even though it's like you know it's you know the buck stops with me like i don't want that vibe it honestly doesn't feel that show. way no, okay it good. doesn't feel that yeah. way and if it did i probably wouldn't continue past the first show if that makes sense totally because to we're we're producing uh it's still an independent comedy show right but yeah it's that laugh factory. it just happens to be a laugh factory. right so we're all still trying to be funny we're all still trying to get people to laugh we're all yeah. still trying to get really good comics up in front of other people absolutely as long as that's clear and that's the priority i'm good to work with you yeah. Un- unless you're an asshole i don't work with assholes <laughs> well you know yeah I I, I I i i did for a little bit and i don't anymore so yeah. and that's the reason why i'm bringing it up is just because i know that there's a way to do this better than and i'm not even saying they're they're in the wrong for it too because it's like mm-hmm. this is the these are the faculties that they have at their disposal so they're going to of course approach it their way mm-hmm. um and it's a way to do it. It's just not a way that I would want to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think because I think that doing it, doing a, this type of show at a club, uh, there's a lot less of the minutia and stress that would normally go on a show produ- for production wise. Sure. And I, you know that from experience producing yeah. shows. So I think that's what's going to make this a lot more fun, a lot lighter, you know. Um, the other thing too is just like you know, because we already know we're gonna sell out. By the way, we're gonna sell this fucking yeah, thing out, right? Definitely. Uh, but you know, if we don't, I mean, the the did that I, sound convincing? <laughs> that definitely sounded convincing. Yeah, of course. Well, the other idea, and I was you know you know talked to Jeremy about this. Of course, we're not talking out of turn. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. brought it up lightly in the car. It's like if God forbid it, you know, it doesn't continue a laugh factory, we could still continue the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was saying, at worst, like. This is we're doing right. The first one's a trial run as any new yeah. show at Laugh Factory works like that. Exactly. Um I was saying like at worst we know we're a good production team just right off the bat. Totally. We put up a lineup in like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. A hot yeah. lineup. A yeah. really good lineup. In yeah, like there was twenty no minutes. Bickering or arguing much. Yeah. It. Yeah, it was just it was done. It was already together. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, keep going. Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> keep it keep 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 enlightening the audience with how there's ways to do this a good way and there's ways Absolutely. Not to do it. We put the lineup hella quickly because we're out in the scene. We know who's out there, we know who's good, we know who brings people. Um and which is hard to do in the pandemic cuz you don't know who's out there right now. We um 
put a I was honest about how I felt about your first flyer idea. <laughs> oh yeah, she did not hold back. And it was bad. Like let's be yeah, honest. It was, was inarguably like, bad. I was like, this is gonna be a laugh factory show. We're yeah. gonna let me give me yeah. a give me a few minutes. I, I think the problem was it I think here's what it is. I think it would have been a good idea for a menu and a terrible <laughs> idea for a comedy flyer. <laughs> for like a local diner, yeah. Yeah, like for a local diner it would have been fantastic. You'd be like, oh shit, okay, these guys are they clearly have the best uh French onion soup on the block, but uh yeah, not for a comedy show, which uh good yeah, call on that one. Absolutely. I think flexibility is pretty paramount when it comes to producing. You know, it's I think everybody has ideas and mm-hmm. where they want something to go. And being open to that uh is probably probably one of the best ways to go about it. Yeah. And we trust each other's judgment. Like yeah. we know that we've been in the game. Like I don't know how long you've been in the game. About four years but now. We've, so about the same time. Yeah. And so and we've seen like what we've all done, so we 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 trust each other's judgment, right? So like talking about how we're gonna promote it, um, how we're gonna split up the time for the lineup, you know, making sure everyone gets paid. I'm glad we were all on the same page with that. Yeah, as not all producers um, are like adamant about paying the yeah. performers, yeah. and so I'm how glad. many shows have you done for free, yeah, Jess? Honestly, yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> too a... many. Um, actually, my all my debt comes from comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I was telling someone the other day that like I, I'm keeping it pretty limited to the shows that I'm doing right now because I, I'm unemployed. Yeah. And it actually costs more money to do comedy than it does like it than it does pay. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, went off on a tangent. What else do we want to talk about? Well, I mean, I think the trust factor comes into play because one of a show that I was working on, um, you know, I think that that became a factor where the, you know, that uh, uh, me and one of the other producers, we didn't really trust each other's judgment. And I think that's just going to lead to, it's like, if that's not, if that's not there, and it's nothing against them. It's nothing mm-hmm. against me. It's just, it, we didn't gel in, in the roles that we were in, um, you know, and I, you know, have unlimited respect for this person mm-hmm. you know and i feel you know that they have you know similar level of respect for me it's just we didn't we didn't see eye to eye when it came to certain things so it's just like you know if you don't have that trust when it comes to this it's gonna lead to conflicts mm-hmm. and you know and uh you know i certainly learned a lesson from that experience and i hopefully i could bring that to this um yeah. you know and again i think you know i, I, I feel like jeremy's been doing comedy around the same amount of time I right? think so yeah I know I, he, so. I know he was doing performing in other aspects of mm. maybe perform mm-hmm. beforehand uh you know what I'm gonna say three years I'm not do we count the pandemic year are I, we counting the I pan- count it I'm you s- count I was it? still producing shows and performing shows I know a lot of people shit on zoom, yeah. zoom stuff but it happened people yeah. laughed people I laughed. got jokes out of it yeah you know I was still doing work so yeah I uh, yeah I think uh I think and I've defended Zoom comedy on the podcast before just because it's like I know my experience with it. And did it feel like it? First of all, it felt like a different thing. Absolutely. And I think I think people who looked at it just like, oh, but it's not a set. I was just like, but it's a Zoom set. It's a different yeah. thing. It's de- I think yeah. we can all agree that it's just not the same. It's not the same. And that's <laughs> that, fine. Yeah. You know, but it was like it was for what it was. And, you know, the fact that you were Ill, still able to work a lot of the muscle, quote unquote, comedy muscle groups mm-hmm. that you're able to work out with a set 
Uh, I mean, with a set with a yeah, with a regular standard stand up set that, mm-hmm. you know, it's still pretty valuable, especially for the people who didn't have any other options, you know. Right. You know, one of our favorite comics in the city, Adam Quazzo, like this was that was how he was able to do it. And when I saw him come back, it was just like, holy shit. Not only did he not miss a beat because it took me a solid two weeks to yeah. get used to performing mm. again. He he didn't miss a beat, and yeah. he had like a whole shit ton of material that he was throwing out there that yeah. he came up with during the pandemic. I feel like so. he just generally doesn't miss miss a beat. He's so he really quick witted. <laughs> so quick witted. So um, you know, he was one. He was in our all you know all Jew and Jess outings <laughs> yesterday. Um, I, I think it was because of him we got like we sold two tickets because he was so fucking loud. He, he was so loud, <laughs> and we were all being funny, but he was definitely the loudest and saying the most funny stuff. And two people heard us, and they were like, came up to us like, "Oh my god, you guys are so funny!" And yeah, and to Jeremy and Jess's credit, they jumped right on it. <laughs> Faster like this. Well, if you think we're funny now, you should see us on stage sometime. <laughs> so I think we got a couple of ticket sales oh, on there. Man. And then uh, Jeremy did the follow up with Manny's Deli, and yeah. Manny started following, which is awesome. great. Um, the uh, one of the guests that I had on earlier today, uh, his name is Corey Wagner. He does a mm-hmm. he does a uh, a show on YouTube called Number Six with Cheese, which is the shirt that I'm wearing right nice. now. And uh, knock on wood, they're going to hopefully be able. I'm definitely going to put his episode is going to be this Tuesday's and yours is going to be the Tuesday right before the show. OK, cool. Um, and the reason why is because they have hella followers and hot knock on wood. He gets me on episode of number yeah. six with cheese where I could promote the show even further. Yay. Uh, so and I think we're all bringing a good level of diversity in terms of like, you know, from our experience, from our the cumulative of our experiences with producing, like mm-hmm. we're just like, OK, well, we have these different avenues that we're going to attack this with. Yeah. Um, and again, like, you've, you know, produce Los Locos. Uh, was that the, has that been the only other uh, producing job that you've had in Chicago? Um, I've had a bunch. I was actually thinking oh, wow. about this okay, the other yeah. day. Okay, yeah. Like, let's rattle off a, the list. This is fascinating. I have a whole list, which is actually on my website, meetjessmartinez.events. I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, but I did actually produce another show at the Laugh Factory um, called Overtime that was with Jaime, Oscar, and Manny. And we did that uh, for a couple times, but then the pandemic hit. Um, <clears throat> and... Uh, that was really fun. That was uh, all Latino lineups, all Latinx lineups. Um, so that's really cool. It's like a it's like a point of pride for me to be able to put up um, Latinx comics. So that was really really cool. And what was the name of that again? I apologize. It was called Overtime. And where was the where was that at? It was at the Laugh Factory. Um, oh, at the Laugh Factory. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, wow. Why do I remember this? How long ago was this? It was only a, it it only went for a few shows. I think. Remember? Remember when the carpet smelled really bad at Laugh Factory? Yeah. It was, that oh. was our that was our first the, show, the and we're bad like, wow. Carpet smell era of Laugh of Laugh Factory. My like middle school brain was like, wow, racist. Um. So okay. So I have this. Here's my production credits. Uh, Las Locas Comedy, Payday Showcase and Open Mic, which was at Shakers a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, I just put this on here for non comedy people will be like, oh, okay. But I produced the Navigator Taproom Comedy Open Mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that counts. That counts. Listen, that open listen. mic comedy is a thankless job. Listen, the relationships I had to manage during that open mic. Um, overtime at the Laugh Factory. Oh, I'm duh. I'm the assistant producer for the Chicago uh, branch of the Moth Story Slam. Uh, Wait, what was that last one? The Moth. It's a storytelling show. They oh, also, wow. Okay. It's also a podcast. 
um and then oh most recently was holiday party with um um mary deman oh yeah yeah. Um, okay yeah we started that virtually and we were thinking about bringing it back in person um but we haven't we haven't reconnected on that the thing with comedy is that my shows usually take a break in the summer Okay. So, uh, is there a particular reason? Are you out of town? Is that uh... typically people like to be outside? Yeah. And so, so... <laughs> so funny you should mention that, but I noticed that with the two lodge shows that I was producing, it's just like, oh, we took a little dip in numbers. Not yeah. this last one, surprisingly, but like, yeah, and it's just, and you're right, people don't want to be indoors watching comedy yeah. for. Uh... And we haven't like up until the pandemic. I feel like people didn't really take advantage of doing shows in a park randomly. Yeah. So like Greg Bartusiak has a really good show it. going yeah. uh, weekly yeah. uh, out in the open. Out in the open, which yeah. was great, and also the pickup truck show. They oh dude, yeah. they actually toured with that. I like, never they got, got so to, many followers. Yeah, I never got to go to that, but it looked really good. A lot of fun, a lot of fun, and also you know, given the pandemic, like you know, the people being outdoors, like mm-hmm. they were looking for some kind of you know entertainment. Option, so it was like just light, you know. It's like you know, one of those things where it was just like the perfect, uh, yeah. perfect way to do that. Um, yeah, I did the out in the open a couple weeks ago, and there was like a hundred people there. Yeah, yeah, like Palmer Square is awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's shocking, but uh, people <laughs> like one of the tropes of comedy is like, oh, we don't want to do it in, during the day because comedians are ugly and we don't want people to see <laughs> us. And it's just like, yeah, but if you do something good during the day, people will laugh their yeah. ass off, and uh. Yeah, yeah I've you, done if you a few put women shows. up, they, yeah. it won't be that ugly. That's true. <laughs> Just got bookers, book more women. Okay. And not for anything comedic at all. Just to, just to, just to, just to even out the ugly quotient on your... Uh... It'll make your show aesthetically pleasing. So I'm the Lord Emperor of the All You Can Eat Comedy Show. <laughs> it's the stupidest name ever. Lord Emperor. Lord Emperor. Lord Emperor Messiah of the, oh of the, of the All You Can Eat. And then Jeremy Drasner, he's... What is he, the plumber? Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what he does with the show. It's something he plums. Oh, man. The roasting between you two is amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so it's so natural. It's so easy because because we have the same weak points. You know, it's just you know, I mean, you know, they were fat, <laughs> fat Jews. That's why it was like. I mean, that's why when we were you know we were discussing co-producers. Number one, given the nature of the show, we mm-hmm. felt like it would be wise to go with a, a young lady as a producer um <laughs> thank you for calling me young <laughs> <laughs> you are come on you're 24 years old you told me <laughs> 31. listen you're 24 in the bio so we're just gonna run with that that's hilarious oh my god welcome to hollywood <laughs> welcome to hollywood exactly um so our my our vivacious young twenty four year old producer Jess <laughs> Martinez, vivacious. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Me either. I just, you know, we're gonna look up vivacious. I've used it too, oh, like God. in serious conversations. I'm gonna have you write my uh, dating profiles. Oh, totally. I need. To, I, I like. I have no idea how to write or oh, which dude, pictures to use. I ran into Tito on Tinder once, yes. and, and we we both swiped right, and we were just critiquing each other's profile. Like, is this cool? Is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this works attractively lively and animated you are vivacious i can, I can be yeah i i you can know be. i'm the, generally pretty chill but 
generally pretty chill. You are chilling. You know what? I think energy wise, that works great for our show too. Because like, yeah. you know, I mean, let's be honest. Jeremy's a rock. He's uh, and in terms of rock, like inert. Like you just put him on stage. Of you know, <laughs> you ever go to a stage production and there's somebody who's a tree? That's Jeremy, which is fine. You know, everybody has their role. Not everybody can be a performer. And Jess has that cool, <laughs> cool laid back energy. Listen, yeah. listen. If we're gonna roast, um, if we're gonna yeah. roast Jeremy, if he's gonna be the the tree on stage, you're gonna be the guy holding my purse. <laughs> okay, and you know what? You know, I think I actually do a good job of holding purses. I've done it before, and then uh, and Jess is gonna headline every show, and she's gonna right, do right, forty seven right. minutes, Absolutely. not forty five, not fifty, forty seven. <laughs> I only have twenty five, but I will do forty seven. You do forty seven. <laughs> I love doing that too when people are like this. All right, well, how much time do you feel comfortable doing? I was just like, I'm like 35. How much time do you feel like you can do confidently? <laughs> 20. All right, like let's let's if we're if we're being realistic yeah. here, yeah. Like how much time can I confidently do versus how much time do you want me for? It's a big difference. It's funny because I did a 25 minute set, uh, one, literally once. I've done it once. Really? <laughs> and I the How'd thing. How'd it go? Here's the thing. I get tired of myself after like 10 minutes. So like that might be a problem there, Jess. I don't know. Uh, I don't... It's like it's weird to me that people are still sitting there laughing at like the 15 minute mark. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 totally. Like I get it. We're having fun, but like it's one of the, it's one of those self loathing things where it's like yeah. Do you guys really? It's it's like a imposter syndrome. Totally. Like the people, fact that you get it during a set is pretty <laughs> fucking impressive. That is the first time I've ever heard that. that it's uh, just like really, you guys. Okay, you want me to keep going? Because yeah. like, and people are laughing. They're having good times. So like, if I time. if I were to say that, it would just kill the mood. Yeah, and no. please don't ever say that. <laughs> At least don't say it on September nineteenth, seven o'clock, Laugh Factory <laughs> promo code Eater All You Can Eat, <laughs> produced by Jess Martinez. Some. And then a couple, Some other of, guy. couple of Jewish guys. A couple of Jewish guys. that they, they're One's going to be a tree. One's going to be holding her bag throughout her whole entire performance. Uh, yeah. How it's gonna be badass would that be if I had someone just to hold my purse? I mean, it would be awesome. <laughs> I well, We can honestly arrange this. Like, if you I, if you <laughs> really want to. Some I will, cuck in the comedy scene. <laughs> well, I mean, some cuck in the comedy. So 95% of the comedy scene. <laughs> they think they're going to get on the next show. Oh they're just going to hold just my other purse bags. at my next show. <laughs> uh, well, for Jason's set, cause, just because he did it for his special, I really want to get him a deep dish pizza that oh, he puts yeah. on the stool like a drink, but instead he just takes bites every That's now and then. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I think it's a worthy investment. Get him a Giordano's and just throw it on there. We should. Let's yeah. do it. We're yeah. doing it. We're, We're doing, doing it. it. We're doing it. We're going to put some Laffy Taffy at the table. Yeah. I probably I shouldn't have spoiled the Laffy Taffy. Oh, but. it's cool. I yeah. mean, you know how many people would go to events in college just because there was free food? Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. You know? But in this, you're going to get comedy and you put in that promo code eater. You don't have to worry about paying for the $20 ticket price yeah, so that we're saving absolutely. you money. We're friends. FHE Day podcast. We're, we're friends. We're saving you money because we know you're going to go binge eat afterwards. Exactly. We want you to take that $20, you know. Yeah. And buy yourself a pizza. Yeah. I mean, how many spots are right there on Belmont Avenue? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, we should definitely look into places around there for cross promotional stuff. Yeah. When not if when we get picked up for <laughs> my show. Oh, Jesus Christ. The all you can eat. Derek Strong is the emperor. I'll just leave and you can do this podcast by yourself. You're so talking about just, your position. Just just quit the uh, all you can eat show. <laughs> 
It was nice while it lasted. Well, it was great. Yeah, I love it. Well, I, you know how I know what I love about Jeremy is that he literally, that he literally said in exact terms, like, he can't wait for me to die six times. So, <laughs> you know. That's true. I was there. I mean, so, I mean, I don't think I have any rank within the confines of the show, but, like, apparently he thinks, what does he feel like? He'll gain my power, like, like i mean you guys are pretty similar so yeah like you know it's one what of is he gonna like, he's, what is he's gonna be 800 pounds instead of his usual <laughs> six like what's uh jeremy is not 600 pounds no. i we were talking out for jeremy i i feel that he'll, get, really he'll get his chance when he's on here that's true he is gonna get the shit I, oh my I, god what i love the most is that y'all can't roast me because as soon as oh you're, you're very roastable <laughs> we just don't do it exactly because as soon as you're about to say something i'm like excuse me i'm sorry what uh, did you want to? Did you want to say something? I mean, okay, I I do it. Th- well, the only per the only, th- listen, the only person who I could roast other than Jeremy or who I because I hate roasting, I really do. Why? It's just I, because it's for have me. Tried, I'm not have good. You, have you I'm tried roasting Tito? Because that's pretty fun. I mean, it's you know, I mean that. I mean, low hanging Jesus, low hanging fruit. Uh, <laughs> I actually have. I've had to. I've had to have comebacks to Tito because he'll, ro- he'll go up on stage and spend a minute talking about me being fat and sloppy. Uh. And I'll be like, "This dude, you have homebrew roofies in your pocket right now. You fucking yeah. homebrew roofies." <laughs> so like they're like somehow uh, less bad because they're homemade. Uh, they're homemade, and they have cilantro in them. So. <laughs> So, you know, that's but that's the thing, though. It's like with Tito, like there are people who I feel like fine. And then it's just like for the most part, like I just I'm not good at it. Like I did a roast battle with Claire Sumby and it was just like so like here's the thing. Like people were laughing, not at what I was saying was funny because it wasn't funny. It was just so mean and over the top. (laughs) That that's what I was getting my laughs out of. So like I don't really I don't know the art form of doing it, especially if I'm writing it out. Yeah. Um. Oh, and she won landslide victory. She, well, yeah. she is prettier than you. So. She's yeah. She she <laughs> arguably slightly prettier than me. You know, you know, slightly know. more attractive than me. She was actually supposed to be my guest right before you oh, yeah? on the podcast today, but she actually she cared about keeping doing her day job to the damnedest. But mm. my audience will hear from Claire Sunby at good. some point. Good. Um, and yeah. she's awesome. She so she's my comedy daughter. My comedy kid sister is Drew Lauren. Okay. Um, and my comedy ex-wife is Jessica Mizzitano. <laughs> I love that. Who has done this podcast. And she's also, she and I, when we roast each other, it's, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's just every which way, you know, our family members have touched us when we were oh, kids. God, yeah, 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 it's that type of... You know, it's just like, oh, wow, your dad clearly thought that your sister's prettier. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're so lonely now. (laughs) It's bad. Okay, so, well, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun with this. I was going to, I had a loose idea of things that I was going to ask him. It's like, no, we're just having fun. I'm an open book, so you can ask me anything and I'll probably share more than I'm supposed to. So, who killed JFK? I mean, I, just, <laughs> what if I was like, who's, I'm sorry, who's JFK? Who's <laughs> JFK? <laughs> like, wow, we have more issues to discuss in this podcast. Oh, man, I got very comfortable right there for a second. It's, I, and this has not failed every time I've recorded at mics, but only at mics where my phone is blowing up for one oh, really? reason or another. Yeah, so it's just like, it's nonstop. Wow, yeah. you're so popular. So popular so hard okay you know what this brings up a great point all right so and i put a post on facebook about this me and chris cladis have now 
talked about this. I would say lightly argued. We argued about this because just because we see each other's point, but it's just like we feel like, you know, we, you know, like our point is more valid because that's yeah. what our heads arguments. Um, okay. <laughs> I think you guys are good at you and Chris Cladis are good at arguing because like you're not assholes about it. Exactly, and there are people that are. It's just like I need to win. It's just like no. It's actually like further discussion. Let's try that first. So the conversation and it was uh, because I posted on Facebook not so long ago that people need to stop paying attention. Like I I genuinely believe that people should not care about how other people are getting booked or not booked mm, on mm-hmm. shows because it's none of their fucking business. <laughs> it's like, ultimately it's just like, would I prefer to be like, would, are there ideal situations for lineups? Certainly. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that, you know, for me, an ideal situation for a lineup is where energy wise, like, you know, you put me in between two lower energy comics Mm -hmm. just because you want to be able to create this and you put, because for the audience, you don't want to bore them with just them hearing, feeling the same thing over and over. Okay. Mm -hmm. Other than that, whoever it is, it's fine. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm there to do my spot. Um, and I feel like people get wrapped up in this. Well, why does this person get booked so much? How about asking that person what they're doing so that you could get booked too? you know? I think it's natural to compare yourself to other people. I think we that we do that a lot. I, and, but it's also think, so it's also but you also have to remember that in life and in comedy, yeah. we all have different journeys. Yes. So and we all know different people and we get to talk to yes. different people. And so that is incomparable. Yeah. It's way too different. The time it's timing. It's the universe. Yes. Whatever. Um, what I do get upset at still is all white male lineups. Yeah. It's like they don't even try. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, it's, and that's definitely an unfortunate thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I, I have to concede to that because that's something you do, that people do see. Um, and it's something that's still out there, you know, and I, th- for me, it's just like, you know, and if I'm looking at it from pr- purely an artistic standpoint, it's less of the idea of quote unquote diversity and more the idea of they're not going to talk about that much. And I believe yeah, that yeah. everybody who's everybody who does comedy is doing their own thing on stage, mm-hmm. even though we're doing uh, it's like, you know, you get two people who play violin. They're going to play it differently. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just like it's like we're using the same instrument, but we're playing it a different way. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's, you know, it's if I see like an all white lineup or if I see my thing is like if I see all of the same like the same kind style of comedy back to back it's just like that's gonna that's gonna bleed into one person for the audience you know um and unfortunately there tends to be and the reason one of the main reasons why there's a lot of like all white and this isn't justifying it at all Mm -hmm. but one of the main reasons why is because the largest number of people who are doing stand-up comedies are straight white guys right that's just, you know, mm-hmm. that's just who, you know, who goes for the stand-up comedy crowd. We could actually circle back to to that part of it, you know. And it's just like, guys, you're so, you know, you know, you first of all, put out the feelers uh, for your show. And if, by the way, and it, uh, just to defend a booker, if they decide, look, if by all means, if you want to book the all-white guy show and you put up all-white comics fine but just understand that there's going to be inherent problems that come with that and if you're willing to do that 
great. We were talking about that the other day with, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just with Evan where it's just like, yeah, you can tell by all means, uh, you know, you can tell everybody, you know, not to do well, whatever, but that's more of a business aspect. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is if you see a lineup or a thing or a show that's doing something that you don't like to do. There's no gun to your head to fucking right. Pitch like that shit. in my yeah. words, like you can book an all white male lineup. Yeah. Is it going to be fun? N- yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Are you going to be hearing the same shit? Probably. Probably. All you night. know, I mean, you know, we, you know, and that's, Hey, listen again, I'm, I'll never knock a booker for booking how they want, but I'll also be the first one to say if they came up to me, Hey, why don't we sell a fucking ticket? Well, maybe this l- fucking helped out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it's, I, you know, and you're right, it is natural to compare and I'll be remiss to say that I've never done it. Obviously, you know, I mean, you know, we're around each other. I don't do seen... it out loud. <laughs> I do it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's the and people like, that do it out loud where I'm like, you're a little annoying. Yeah. And like, it's like, yeah, it's natural for people to do it. The thing is, it's just like, it's also, it's also something you could unlearn doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, for me, I, I'm a blinders on kind of guy. It's just like. I, I somebody I was uh I forgot her name. Um uh have you ever seen Fab Monroe? I haven't. She's fucking phenomenal. They have her uh she's now a producer on the Sunday Night Zany show with Danny nice. Garcia and Jamal. She's unbelievable. Like just talk about just pure charisma and energy on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh fucking audience eating out of her hand. She had a great post and it was just like this. She's just like uh, like this. We're not competing. She's like this. Um uh Something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, um, um, I'm not competing with you. I don't care about anything that you're doing. Like, yeah. I I don't look at anybody in comedy as competition. I don't, I'm worried about what I'm doing, how I'm going to get booked, how I'm going to get on shows. You know, if it involves a certain level of networking, fine, which mm-hmm. that involves. And that's what me and Chris Class's conversation was. So that's what I wanted to ask you. And then we'll circle back to the all white guy lineups because I think that brings up a fucking great. If point. I can say something real quick, yeah. like if I ever do get that feeling where I'm like, oh, like there's another. Per- like, I've gotten that recently. Or like, yeah. oh, there's another Latina on the scene. I got to make sure, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm still safe. I have to like what I do to like offset that is yeah. to tell myself like they're not an enemy. That's your sister. Yeah. So like, we're we're all coming up together. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And that's I think uh, you know uh, you know in the broader scheme I think especially you know under five years worth of, or under ten years worth of comedy we're all in such a a, a baby. <laughs> no one you cares. Know, no one infant, outside of us cares. Nobody outside of us cares. You know I tell other people this like when I say like you know hey we're booking a comedy show oh we should book this comic I was like that we're booking this comic for our benefit. Because when the audience is buying a ticket, they're buying a ticket to see comedy. They don't care about anybody on the lineup as individuals. Mm -hmm. They just they don't know them. And it's not anything against the comics on there. Um, So, yeah, that was the conversation with Chris Cladis was I was talking about the importance of networking and how that helps and affects Booker's decisions for putting people on a show. And he was talking about like, oh, they should go out of their way to reach out towards the most talented whatever comics i'm just like okay if there's my arg my argument is that if i have 500 all every book in chicago is 500 comics to pick from okay mm-hmm. on average it's about 500 okay you have 500 and that's including like you know indiana and, and milwaukee but i have 500 comics to pick from okay am i more likely to pick 
the comic who is at the club all the time, who I've seen perform recently within the past week, Mm -hmm. who I know is if I put a mic in their hand, they're going to do their job, which is the job at the end of the day is entertain the audience. Mm Okay, All right. I know this comic. They're always there. They're doing the networking thing. They're hanging out at the bar. They're on hand. They're hungry. They want the spot. Mm -hmm. Or am I going to go out of my way to get this other comic who is, you know, maybe is a better writer Mm -hmm. than this person, but they're not reaching out to me and I'm not too keen on their work because I haven't seen them before. So proximity is definitely a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I feel that. But I would go with that other performer. Okay. And here's the thing. I've seen people who grind hard. Yeah. But they're not as funny as that one person I saw at an open mic that I want to put up on a show. Okay. But that's you. Is it, that's you. That's, that's me. And also yeah. what I what bugs me about other producers. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say this. What I do is I try to go out. The reason I like go out to mics is not just to practice my own jokes. Yeah. It's to meet other people, specifically Latina comics, because it's so hard to book for Las Locas because yeah. we're we're out there, yeah. but we're still a small group. Yeah. And so I'm 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 what do you call it? Um scouting. I'm yeah. always I'm constantly scouting. And this is this might ruin my genuine relationships with people yeah. when I get back to Mike's after this podcast. But I'm always scouting. I yeah. like I am, well, you're a producer too, as well as being a comic. Like, it's understandable that you're scouting. To, yeah. Back to your point about yeah. putting together good, diverse energies yeah. on lineups. Yeah. That's why I would go with that better writer who maybe isn't out very much. Um, it might encourage them to go out more. I mean, that's that. There's definitely an argument to be made for that. I'm saying that writing and being a good comic isn't or being a what we call it being a good uh, being a good writer good performer isn't the only aspect of the job Mm self-promotion is also another skill that's very important if i don't know you why am i going to book you oh as opposed to booking agree with that see there's no way to know everyone in the scene of course there's There's i would never expect people to kiss my ass to get on my show well well, i'm not talking about kissing ass and i think that's where i think the line is the the line gets a little muddy okay so because uh, first of all part of our jobs is to submit period okay like if you're not submitting to shows like it's like you have to submit to shows like it, because you had people walk around with the assumption. It's just like, oh, this person saw me at such and such uh, open mic on such and such a date. They know I'm good. But it's also just like I've seen in within that last week, I've seen 50 comics. You know what I mean? Like the person that I'm going to lean towards is just like, OK, can I see a clip of them right now? That's a, a, a body of their work that I've seen most recently. Mm-hmm. OK, if I could see that and I know they want to do my show and I have a good inclination that they're going to push the show and they're going to I'm going to be more inclined to book that person. And do I want to put somebody in there that I'm just like, OK, I know this guy's a killer and, you know, but maybe they don't get out there. Sure. But I also I, I there has to be a balance between those two. And I feel like especially because none of us have agents, right? Mm -hmm. It's if you're not putting yourself out there and putting yourself in the field of the field of view of the producers, it's like, why are they going to pick Why are they going to pick somebody over somebody else when they have 500 people to choose from? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to stand out in whatever ways that you can. I think there's definitely something to be said to about like promoting yourself, putting yourself out there. I think that, I mean, it's a skill, right? The job, but I don't think that should, factor into me booking someone just because they're 
not just cause, not just cause. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, and uh, that's something. I that's by the way, I think, and maybe this got lost in the argument with uh, with Chris is just like the base level for all of this is just like if I give them an eight minute spot, can they do that eight minute Mm -hmm. spot? They have to be able to do that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. They have to be able to do that. That being said, it's you know I'm of the opinion that you know if you. First of all, if as an individual, you know, don't worry about what the next guy has. Worry about what you have, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have something that you want, then you, by all means, should find out how they got yeah, it. Yeah, figure out how to get there. Figure out how to get there yourself. Um, and it's going to be different for every single person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I might appeal to a certain booker for a different reason than somebody else does. Uh, and in terms of it being, quote, unquote, merit-based, like what are we basing this merit off of? Because some people are better performers than they are writers, okay? Oh, yeah. All right? And some of those people have fun your sets than the better writers but some of those writers are going to have the better jokes so what are we actually basing this quote-unquote metric off of in terms of better because to me it's a full picture it's just Mm -hmm. like you have to be good at networking you have to have good energy i have to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you and feel confident that if i give you a spot you're going to be able to do it sure you know and i think that also comes with the more of an that plays that factors more into personality than it would even something that i've seen the person do it's just like okay well how, and also how much does this person want to do this you mm-hmm. know um yeah i think when i book i need yeah. someone who at least make who makes me laugh right Obviously. yes yes <clears throat> and even if they don't i can recognize that they have something that's going to make my audience laugh 100%. right and second, it's something different. It's something that I've never heard before. Oh, I like that. Um, bec- that's a good one. That's just kind of that's kind of my. Um, it's a it's a double edged sword, <laughs> because then I'm constantly going against the grain for really <laughs> really dumb shit. Yeah. Um, uh, like if someone really likes a podcast and like a million people like that podcast, I'm like I don't want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm always looking for something funny and yeah. something different. Yeah. Those are my top two. Um, and then if they're not a dick, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty important. Third, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too. It's just, I think a lot of people and this, you know, this, this was, you know, came up in the conversation too. It's just like a lot of people like want to be like this. Oh, well, I'm so good that people should be coming to me. It's just like, no, you're not. None of us are. And if people actually do come to you, feel fortunate. Yeah. That's great that that happened to you. But like, you need that, to recognize it's not the norm. That's not the norm, mm-hmm. you know, and the people that are going out and are hustling and are putting themselves like, hey, like a lot of these guys that are getting spots and are getting like, you know, some of the bigger spots they got. It's because they got littler spots because they decided to say, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out at a comedy bar tonight. And if somebody drops off, hey, I'm there. That's the other thing is not everyone can hang out. Of after a show or even at a show. So I got to recognize I got to throw like I got to recognize parents. Right. I yeah. got to recognize people. Like me, who don't want to be out late and work because yeah, they have I, to get at work. You know, they have a good work-life balance. One hundred percent. But like, you know, and I, I explained it like this before, and because I, I agree. But I mean, this is why, and maybe, maybe saying that with the networking part in terms of, well, I mean, it's still a skill and it's still something that they're able to do that maybe somebody else isn't. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm not saying that it's like that puts them in a better position, but it puts them in a better position to be like, all right. I'm booking a show. Somebody drops off at the last minute. Am I going to go and call six comics or there's two comics at the bar that have been there the whole entire night? Do you know what I mean? Who I know that if I give them a microphone, they could fill in and they're going to do a pretty good job. 
Yeah, I mean, if it's night of and someone's backed out and they're right there, that yeah. makes sense. Which but, is why a lot of people go to, like, say, Laugh Factory, but Comedy there's, Bar. But there's also people who you know will show up no matter where they are. That actually happened for Las Locas yeah. once. Someone canceled about 40 minutes before Ouch. the show started. Ouch. And we had to scramble. <laughs> I messaged, I think, five or six comics that yeah. I knew would be game if they could and that I knew would fucking kill. See, there you go. But and, you knew it would be game and I got and like two or three that said, yeah. OK. And that's great. And then. But they weren't hanging out at District waiting for our but, show to okay, start. <laughs> OK, but they weren't. But they were people that you knew for a fact that you had on hand. OK. You also had. Out of those four, com- or you said six comics that you hit up, right? I think so, yeah. All right, so there's 494 other comics in the city. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick those comics over? Because w- here's the, okay, so back when I was writing jokes when I very first started, so I took a class at Second yeah. City with, a, with um, uh, fuck, Audrey Jonas. Yeah. Um, to this day, still cool. She's awesome. She's like my comedy mentor. Yeah. She was um, a phenomenal comic. And yeah. there was one joke that I had that had listed a bunch of different things. It's my closer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, most of the time. <clears throat> and I was forgetting some. So I was tripping over myself. She's like, if you don't forget, if you forget it, then it's probably not as funny as the other ones that you've listed. Yeah. And so that's how I would answer that question. If I am remembering you, it's because I know that you're funny. Yeah. And um, I want to put you up in front of people. Like I've, I've seen okay. you and I've, d- I've taken that note. Yeah. Okay. But that. Okay. But this is this is my perfect. This is the perfect example that I have for. Or not perfect example. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You know them. You've seen them perform. You have them in your memory. You know, and, and you know that if you hit them up, there's a good chance that they'll be available for your show, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm booking a comedy bar. I'm booking a laugh factory. Okay. I'm seeing how many performances a week. I'm seeing how many comics go up a week. Mm-hmm. All right. I have regulars. Why do I have regulars? Because I've seen them before. I know what they're bringing to the table, and I know their availability. That's why I have regulars, okay? So with your regulars, do you ever feel like you're booking the same people over and over again? I mean, I'm sure that they are. I'm sure that they are. You know? Isn't that and I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's boring, <laughs> and you know, it's you know, from the perspective of do I feel like you know that that could become rote yeah, but I'm also not an audience member, and also, it's a business. I feel okay? like if you're booking the same people over and over again, which I'm, I'm sure you're not doing. Yeah. It, but if you are, like, you may be putting on decent shows, but you're, I feel like you're not going to move forward. Yeah. You well, need to shake shit up. To you move do, forward. and I, and 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 I couldn't agree with you more. But that when shake with shaking shit up, you also run a risk, obviously. So the inherent risk is like, you know, it's the risk reward proposition. If I'm a thriving business, you know, and which no one is in comedy, <laughs> which nobody is in comedy. Let's be honest here. But like, say, for instance, I sell uh, I sell burgers. Right. Uh-huh. And I make the best burger ever. OK. But I know that there's a lot of people who like tacos. Got to keep it food related. Right. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that like tacos. I know that I run the risk in terms of supply uh you know labor everything all the costs associated with developing and coming up with a new product and actually putting it out there i run the risk of putting that out there mm-hmm. that, why am i why do i use those because this is an actual thing oh, mcdonald's yeah, every lose, three years money. Yeah. yeah of of losing money mcdonald's has tried seven different times in my life but why are they doing it taco. why are they doing it Darren? because they know that there's a demand for it 
they're they're trying to not just maintain yeah, their they're try- their current level of business. They're trying, they're to, get trying to get better. They're increasing that yeah. profit margin. Well, like, it, well, it's just like with you know, it's like that one didn't work. But that's then, a like, risk. That's a risk that you have to take. I'm not saying that you don't. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying that if, as we all said, like comedy is not a thriving business, yeah. <laughs> and what it is, I'm sure that people are more inclined. Just like for instance, my show. Uh, my, now our show. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. No, no, like that was definitely a slip. But like when uh, when I originally pitched the idea, it was yeah. pitched years ago. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Before the pandemic. Okay. Uh, and the reason why they were going to go ahead with it is because they had room and they had the resources to be like, okay, we could take a risk now. Yeah. Okay. That's what. That's how I treat guest spots. Yeah. For my lineups. That's your risk spot. That's your risk and spot you, because and then it's then like you move five them minutes. Up. And then you move them up to a ten minute, yeah. And then you move them up if you want to. Well, that's after but that. that's but that's how the clubs do it, okay? So they're giving their guest spots to somebody who's going to be at the club, knocking on the door, like, "Hey, I really want a spot. Can I please have a spot? Can I have a spot? Can I have a spot? Why are they doing that? Because it's just like, okay, that person's there. Let's see what they can do. And if they do okay the first time, hey, let's give them another okay, spot. Okay, but what if you have a uh, you have someone there who's yeah. saying, "Please give me a spot. Give me a spot. Give me a spot." What if they suck? You're still gonna give them a spot. You give them the one spot, yeah, and then you don't give them a spot <laughs> after that. I would not, as a producer. What if, if they, someone who sucks is coming up to me and saying, "Give no, me no, a spot, like, give me a you spot"? You don't know, but you don't know if they suck yet. You have to give them the spot in order to see if they suck. No, I would have already seen them because I'm out at mics but you, watching. But people. you're out at mics. I'm Booker at a fucking uh, of a club. I've never been to a mic before. Like why? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. That, like see, how am I gonna get exposed to this person? That's otherwise? what I was talking about before. Yeah, is is I will continue to do that work because if I don't like I'm stubborn in that way I have to see it for myself I have to experience it for myself so I will continue to go to mics and other people's shows to see how people do in order to be able to book good lineups okay and that's again fair completely fair and I think from our from our perspective again we we do have that ability to go to open mics and see how people actually perform. Yeah, I think we're and we're talking about different levels. Different right? levels here. There's, and that's there's club level, there's indie show level. Totally. And even for an indie show level, I mean just with the the amount that I was inundated on both of the shows that I wor- was working on, uh Fight Club and No Gimmicks, mm-hmm. the amount that I was inundated by people, there were definitely people that we picked that were favorites that did not submit to the show. 100% because oh, yeah. we saw them we were just like, okay, we just want this person yeah. on there. But like, you know, going forward, like for me it's just like I, you know, I like my I would lean more towards like if I have two comics, especially if they're around, if they both made me laugh at similar amount. OK, mm-hmm. you know, and, then you know, p- people could say, oh, they have this many years, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no. How much do they entertain me? Because if I'm entertained, I'm pretty sure there's a good portion of the audience going to entertain because mm-hmm. I'm also an audience member. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like. I would much rather have the person that's hitting me up and asking me for a spot if I have to choose between two similarly leveled comics, Mm -hmm. if not leveled, but you know what I mean? Two similar. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? I would get an Okay, here's the thing. I get I would get annoyed if someone's hitting me up for a spot like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's just also that's to a, me, it shows it's a, like dating. Like, if you really, <laughs> if you like me that much, it's a bit of a turnoff. No, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, what? Also, what level are they hitting me up? If they, if they submit, <laughs> if they actually submitted to the show, that shows me a level of interest above somebody who did not submit to the show. That's different from like asking for a spot. Yeah. Okay. Then I, that's uh, okay. I should have said it like that. Somebody who submitted to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus somebody who didn't submit to show is more appealing to me. Because the way we do our Google Forms for submissions for Las Locas, if they've gone through the whole process yeah. to submit for a show, I know they want it. <laughs> <laughs> How many questions they- deep? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. 
By the way, with our current show, well, we're going to, I'm again, this is, I'm so glad you're on board. <laughs> we're going to have to be very, very, just because it's a dicey proposition that we're pitching to people, because we put f- passionate about food. Yeah. So it's like, it's, and I have no problem, like, if we put like one or two non, you know, people who are very <laughs> clearly passionate about food. Yeah. Being very political with this. But it's just like, <laughs> if you're not, then I better hear fucking food material. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the very basis. And not just like some contrived shit you have. Like, no, I want to hear. If I can't see your passion with food, I want to hear your goddamn <laughs> passion with food. Um, just, I don't know about you. Could you, you imagine yeah. if we had if we held auditions for, <laughs> for spots? Oh my god! For all it, was just, it was just a scale. All right. what's, first of all, what's the biggest meal you've, you've ever, ever had? Yeah, yeah. And how ashamed were you afterwards? And we'll we'll, we'll have a formula. And will you do it again? So okay, look, I. Listen, I guess I, you know, I'm, I have, so I definitely have my opinion when it comes to the whole hustle grind culture of comedy mm-hmm. and how people get spots. And personally, I just, I'm going to, whatever I've done has been fairly fruitful for me. So I'm going to keep doing it the way I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, n- I have never had a penis in my mouth yet. <laughs> um, uh, probably not going to just okay. because I don't. Uh, they look weird. I feel bad for anybody that's they do had look a penis. I've anybody who's had a penis in their mouth. I, yeah. you know, my hats off to you. You're doing you're doing <laughs> God's work. I guess is it God's work, Jess? How would it's, you call it's it? It's someone's work. It's someone's work. <laughs> it's but, someone's uh, job. Someone's got to do it. Oh, you God. know. I mean, they just you know. I don't know. I just. Uh, I mean, not knocking it. I mean, just I can't. Not, not, I not mean, me. even if you flip it, like putting your lips on anyone's genitals is. Kind of gross. I mean, but it's so awesome. What are you doing? <laughs> it's so, you ever see the look on somebody's face when you figured out what they how they like it being done? It's just like, oh, oh. if I only knew what that looked like. Oh god, <laughs> we just made this the Lonely Hearts podcast. Uh, you know that Mad TV sketch that no. goes lowered expectations. <laughs> That pops into my head every time I'm like <laughs> swiping uh, left too many times. <laughs> like I gotta find. Something. What so? What are your apps that you that you <sighs> main? Which okay. one? So you already said Tinder before. I've been on a I've been on a few of them. So Tinder, I really am only on to get laughs, which I know is mean, but like people write some weird shit on there, put some yeah. weird weird pictures. Totally. Tito included. Um, He's Tito. If it, was, <laughs> if it was anywhere near approaching normal, I wouldn't fucking trust it. I'd be like, this no. Um, so I recently got back on Bumble, which I still think it's funny that I can only have five interests on Bumble. <laughs> Two of them are comedy related. I'm yes. like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. That's good. Well, you know what though? That's good though. I mean, it takes up a good portion of your life. I would think, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. comedy, food, do- comedy, documentaries. Food. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I'm on Hinge. Hinge. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, not only can you see her at the Las Locas. <laughs> when's it, by the way, when's the first Las Locas? Uh, Las Locas at Laugh Factory is October seventh. October seventh. Yeah. You mentioned that before. I feel bad because I know I've been like multitasking I here. I've literally I did, done six tasks during but this. Podcast. Like I said, I get tired of myself after fifteen minutes, so I okay. can't really remember. So you said it was October seventh. What time? October seventh, eight o'clock. It's a Thursday. And it's called Chingona Happy Happy <laughs> Chingona Comedy Hour. And uh, is there a code that people can punch in for a little bit of the discounted tickets? There will be. There There will be. be. So you should follow us on all of our social media. Check out our website, laslocascomedy.com. Yep. Um, Well, you'll be able to get tickets on the website. 
And by the way, I'm not ending the podcast yet. I just want to make sure you have that information now because that's, you know, we want to make sure that we're you're representing all the shows that you produce. Thank you. But I also want to make sure that they're, you know, the ones that, you know, you, um, you know, the show that you watch me, you know, expertly, <laughs> expertly grand champion, <laughs> super produce on my own with no help grand at all from anybody. Champion. Super producer. I feel just <laughs> the, the minute you come up with a really good title for yourself, I'll give it to you. You'll give it to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying though. I mean, I will put my due diligence in here. You know, Grand High Chief, all you could eat. Pre- president, Prime president, Minister. Prime like that's Minister. the level of titles you're giving yourself. Uh, man, I uh, yeah. So I'm fasting today. You're fasting today? I'm fasting today, yeah. Just because yesterday I was just like this. Oh, okay. So I think I, because I, I don't know. Do you use any calorie counting apps? No. So you're, are you doing intermittent fasting? I've done, like over the summer I did intermittent fasting yeah. and I did the. Uh, Me too. I did day on, day off. Oh, I didn't do that. Would you no. do like 16 hour? Uh, I did. I got to a point where I was, I had a four hour eating window. It was like one meal Okay, a day. yeah, that's uh what was that considered like uh, that that is a special name for is it the warrior uh plan I think it's called. I think so, I'm not sure. Okay. Um <clears throat> I yeah, but then here's the thing with comedy is like I don't have like a it's not always a set schedule and then yeah. I feel even though I'm not actually hungry, I feel hungry after going up. And so it fucks with the the fasting hours, the fasting times. So I'm not really doing it right now. Sorry, I just I, Chris Cladis is getting at me. He said had to walk out of a podcast today because Derek Strong wouldn't talk about how much he loves cops, which that's absolutely <laughs> not what happened. But sure, we I, what I did do though is I was playing devil's advocate during our. We actually had to we we decided to junk the episode just because we were like, okay, we went way too deep on this one topic. Yeah, and it was just it wasn't. It wasn't. It wouldn't be entertaining to listen to. It was just like we were talking about our different experiences with uh, dealing with law enforcement, and they weren't very positive. So it's like, all right. And then I was, of course, playing devil's advocate because I wanted to get because Chris is very, I, for a good reason, very opinionated on the subject. So um, someone recently at an open mic. I wish I remembered who it was. Um, so many white guys that kind of just blend together. Yeah. Um, we all look the same. I get it. But he was saying, well, not the about Jews, how, but like, the rest of the, the, the whites. <laughs> he was saying something about how, like, it's weird that how people play devil's advocate, because I don't know that the real devil would want to argue about things like politics. <laughs> That's such a good fucking premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm sorry. I don't remember who said that, but it was really good. It's so fucking true though yeah why would the devil give a shit he just fucking <laughs> tortured and fucking rape and pillage like why would he give a shit about any yeah that is so fucking true i just i think it's good for in terms of like if you're trying to bring like most of the con- more of the conversation out of a person it's good because it's like yeah, i want to see more of your perspective tell me more mm-hmm. tell me more because then you're engaging with them in a way where they're it's like oh you're stoking the passion you know just like yeah, me if somebody I, wants to come I, at me about food it's like you know that's one way to see it. I yeah. think, unfortunately, a lot of people use it just to say shitty things these days. Yeah, which uh, one thing, that's one of the reasons why I love having conversations with Chris is just like it's anytime he or I do that. It's just like it's like, OK, no, we're doing this to further the conversation. Yeah, you under, it's understood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that uh, that was a good conversation before. But unfortunately, I just, yeah, it's just we're not going to. We're not gonna. Air. I'm gonna have Chris back on because he's, he's he's a fun guy. He's awesome, man. He is a, he is a good guy. He's great. 
Um, we're, we got some time left to burn. I don't know what you want to continue. Well, I, oh yeah, yeah, I was telling you about intermittent fasting. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm intermittent fasting today. Uh, which got to do one. I do day on day off when I do it. Jesus Christ, my phone doesn't fucking stop today. Oh my god, yeah, so popular. So popular. Oh, um, so fuck, Jesus Christ. Uh, mean, meanwhile, I'm like. <laughs> What oh, it, what I is see it? a couple of little it's a, okay, Instagram but it's things. a Las Locas uh, notification. Yeah, and good. No, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Um, it Four says, tickets. Bought. It says someone posted for the first time in a while. It's the stupidest Instagram notification you it. could get. Oh, and apparently, good. someone oh, someone posted me, uh, tagged me in a post. Ooh, yeah, take a look at. I that. I need to get that show on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's great. See. um uh, what was I going to say? Intermittent yeah. fasting. Intermittent fasting. So I did it over the summer. I did it for a few months and I did day on, day off. And uh, I love that I got great results with it, but also like my anger level was out of control. Oh. So once comedy came back, I was just like this. Oh, I'm going to end up slamming one of these kids heads against the wall. Like I can't fucking do this. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that like I had to figure I had to refigure out. So what I, I do it now, like when I've had like a, an insane day, like yesterday was a calories wise was an insane day. I think yeah. I had like 4,600 calories yesterday. Some ridiculous uh, number where I was just like, all right, I could take the day off. And I then don't, I don't count calories. It's too much math for me. <laughs> well, that's what these, these apps are. Right. This one's called chronometer. I know my fitness pal. Also Here's the does thing it. is I'll put food into trackers like that and it'll <laughs> just like yell at me. <laughs> so like, don't. <laughs> it's like, don't. Yeah. You can't eat that. Um, yeah, we're uh, so I have friends that are. Uh, it's three of us all together. We're doing this thing called seventy five hard, right? Seventy five hard. Hard, yeah. And here's what it is: it's for seventy five days. Thing? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> anytime you put hard in any statement around comics, they instantly make it sexual. There's Stop an adult being dirty. program called seventy five. Seventy five hard, and uh, if you don't come seventy five <laughs> times, you it's you've done it wrong. So here's the gist of it. It's really, it's pretty basic, but it, like when you think about it, taking over 75 days. So the 75 part comes from the fact that it's, you know, it's 75 days that okay. you're investing in this. And the hard part is because it's, it's fucking hard. Um, so what, what do you, what's different about so this? So here's, here's, here's the gist of it. I actually have it written. Where do I have it? I took a screenshot of it. Uh... So here's what it is. It's okay. So for 75 days straight, uh, pick a diet, any diet of your choosing, okay. any of them, right? Okay, but you have to stick to it for 75 days. Okay. Um, you have to work out 45 minutes a day inside. 45 minutes. Already out. Yeah. See, 45 <laughs> minutes a day outside. Uh, read 10 pages of a book. Okay. Even the book part. Oh, and you have to, and you have to drink a gallon of water a day. That's the, I can do the water thing for yeah. sure. So I had to for intermittent fasting. Exactly. You have to do it for intermittent fasting. So if you mess up at any point within the 75 days on any of those six things, you have to start back from the beginning of day one. Oh. So that's what we're doing. Well, oh, many, and, oh, and you have to take pictures every day of your progress. How many days in are you? Uh, Tomorrow's going to be the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So that's not even, hey. it's not even that hard yet. It's not even that hard yet. No, this is as good. This is as easy as it's gonna get. Is my and and of course I'm you know deciding to inter do intermittent fasting beforehand because what I've noticed is 
the day after I've done one day off from eating, like mm-hmm. when I go back to eat the next day, it would you would feel like you would it would seem like I would be hungrier. But usually it's just like it's easier for me to get full faster. Absolutely. So it's like, OK, good. I'm taking this one day off so that and I'm going to my diet that I'm choosing is just going to be uh, calorie based. So I'm going to do twenty five hundred calories a day. Okay. Um, and the reason why I'm doing that is because if, in case I mess up on a day, uh-huh. uh, I could just fast the next day to make up for the day that I messed up. OK. And this I way I'm that. still being adherent towards the. Uh, Towards seventy five hard. Yeah, what intermittent fasting did for me was yeah. I was I I finally got to understand what was enough. To like oh yeah, okay. What was yeah. enough food, just nutrition wise? Yeah. Um and and it helped with like cravings, I guess. Yeah. Because like I wanted my and even my brother told me about this because he did intermittent fasting. Um, he's like you'll you'll want things, but you won't need it. So like psychologically. Yeah. You'll want things. Yeah. It's but true. your body doesn't actually need it. Yeah. So it's easier to like not eat other, you know, food that you're not supposed to. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You're, and that's that's one of the benefits that I had from it, too, is that I was able to recognize it's just like, OK, am I actually hungry right now or am I just bored? Yeah. You know, and a lot of cause I would say a good portion of my overeating is from boredom. You yeah. Know, like I remember the, the first such a fun activity. <laughs> I remember the first time I stopped eating at like seven. Yeah. Because I would still like, you know, watch Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. And I typically eat while I watch TV, as a lot of people do. And I wasn't eating anything, and it felt weird. Like, I didn't know what to do with my hands. I love it. <laughs> that was like me when I quit cigarettes. Jesus, that's great. I'm so glad it's anything that involves the, the hand uh, the hand usage. All right, uh, we're going to wrap this up, cool. and uh, we'll head over to the Lincoln Lodge. I'm hosting. Uh, my The audience doesn't give a shit about nah, this, but I'm just letting them know that, that I'm hosting a pop-up mic tonight. I got hit up at the 11th hour. Uh, to do it and uh, which I'm going to do and I have no idea if we're capping the list like honestly I did I you know it's I have no idea what we're doing with this fucking list so uh, are you did you not say how to sign up when you post oh yeah I mean it's uh it's going to be bucket but I don't know if we're oh. capping it people are hitting me up for fucking guest spots <laughs> I get that uh, I have my ex hitting me up she wants to hang out tonight so it's god keep bragging I mean I, well I mean she and I we so like we're one of those people those couples that like we were friends first we decided to try out dating mm-hmm. we did it for about three months realized you know let's just be friends mm-hmm. you know it's just just better for both of us okay uh she's one of my closest friends so mm-hmm. um uh but she wanted to get together later for dinner and i'm like so we're if, not doing that if you guys are friends then why do you still refer to her as your ex in conversation why oh well because because oh that well the reason why is because um uh well nowadays it's just from we've repert- turned this now into a therapy no 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 you're 100 right Jess Martinez. it's uh it's it's funny because depending on uh on how i'm referring to her it's like weird it's like because i've gotten to like at first it was only i would only refer to her as my ex mm-hmm. and then it got to the point where if it's somebody i think it it's weird because i can't explain when i've referred to her as friend over when i've referred to her as ex hmm uh so that's that's pretty interesting too i gotta dive into that i think it might be a comfortability level like Mm -hmm. if especially if it's somebody who met her um with you it doesn't make any sense because you know because you never met her but with people who met her 
and I say Tara or if I'm referring to her, like I, I guess I'm more inclined to say ex for some reason. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's somebody who's never met her, then it's just friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely some shit going on in my head when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, you know, do- doctor, uh, <laughs> doctor, you know, you know, lower tier producer of the All You Can Eat podcast. Oh, all right, well that's <laughs> that's uh, a, that's the that's last conversation time. we're gonna have to. Guys, <laughs> and by the way, if people want to hit you up and uh, on the uh, socials, um, you want to give them that information real yeah, quick. Yeah, absolutely. So Facebook dot com slash meet Jess Martinez on Instagram. I'm meet Jess Martinez, and then Twitter is dumb, so I meet J Martinez. There you go. So, guys, check out Just Martinez and check out the All You Can Eat Comedy Show, September 19th, 7 o'clock. Punch in the code EATER for in the promo spot, and you guys will get uh, your tickets for free and uh, come watch us perform. And uh, thank you, and have a great day. Yay.